Welcome into episode number 16 of the Pinewood Perspective. We got B Money and my boy Justin Matthews in studio with us today. You know, uh, kind of a boring week in the NFL. Uh, my Bears didn't play one and two. I just got to watch Red, Red Zone all day. And it was kind of just shit. It was kind of just jack shit football. Nothing, nothing really fun. It kind of reminded me of week seven. So we're going to be recapping a little boring week 10. We're going to be doing our halfway awards. Uh, we're going to be discussing our, um, we're going to be discussing who we think is the best team in the NFC. And then we're going to be diving into week 11 and uh, getting you the best uh, advice moving forward, heading into week 11. I'm Will G. I'm Brett White. Justin Matthews. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. To episode number 16 of the Pinewood Perspective. Uh, B Money, we'll go ahead and start with you. How was your weekend this week? Um, it was good. I got together with some friends, had a little uh, Thanksgiving ourselves before we go meet our families this next week. But um, Packers had the first their first shutout of the season. They look really good, um, did pretty well in fantasy. So in the football world, all is well. Yeah. Okay. Can't say the same. You know, other, I mean, I had a great weekend. Uh, you know, I was down in Dallas on a little vacation, you know, enjoying the nice weather. It was 81 when we left, and I came back to 32-degree uh, weather, and it felt like 21 outside. So I had a 60-degree 60, 60 swing uh, over Ooh. a couple hours. It was pretty rough. You know, I walked out of the airport in shorts and a T-shirt, and I was like, holy fuck, I got to take my, my ass back in time real quick. And uh slip on some hoodie and some sweatpants, but it was nice. Got to enjoy the weather. Um, I'm officially an escape room king. You know, we did, went to an escape room down in Texas. Yo, finished? Only, yeah, only had 18% completion percentage. Only 18% completion percentage. Um, you know, the mind, was, the mind was juicy. I was pretty fried after that. <laughs> you know? That was pretty fried. The, ba- the, the brain juices haven't been flowing like that in a minute. You know, I've been out of school uh, for fucking months now you know i haven't really had to do any hardcore thinking like that in a long time but we finished it you know we had some big brains in there um you know nico he was he was killing it ashley was killing it chloe was killing it we had xavier with us uh, the whole crew was just you know dominating it it was it was fun like it, it, it was super fun like i would do like i literally was after that i was like yo i'm about to drop another like 35 dollars i want to do another one like i was on top of the world I was like, damn. I mean, we were just getting clue after clue. We were fucking shit up. It was awesome. Uh, but then, like I said, you know, football kind of football Sunday kind of sucked. Uh, but you know, I won my dynasty league in the one that I care about the most. Uh, and we're eight and two now. We're eight and two now, and we're moving. Justin, how was your weekend? Sorry, man. Chill weekend. Uh, like you said, no bears. Uh, the Bulls. The Bulls just rolling, man. Love to see yeah. it. Nearly blew out the Lakers. Uh, fantasy, I think 
one league, I know one league I won, the other one I lost um, for the week. Uh, I think it's over with for the second league, but the main league, um, I'm doing pretty good. I might win it all this year, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, that's about it. Okay, not bad. Like like you said, man, the Bulls. The Bulls, I swear, are the only thing that's keeping me alive right now. Okay. And, you know, Justin Fields' potential. That's about it. Yeah. The Bulls, man, I, I – you guys love to talk about the Bulls on this football podcast. I will say that. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck else we got to talk about? Yeah, we ain't got shit to talk about. I will, say, I will say after, you know, I was kind of looking forward to the bye week before the Bears-Steelers game. But after watching that Bears-Steelers game and seeing how good of a game it was and, you know, seeing the offense kind of step up in the second half, like I was like, damn, I do wish there was some Bears football on right now. Yeah. Uh, that was like the only thing. But, you know, this week we get to see Lamar versus Justin Fields, which is a pretty exciting matchup. And uh, it's good to have Bears football back. But I'm telling you, man, the Bulls, I'm going to keep talking about them. They're fucking good, baby. They're fucking awesome. Number fucking, two in power rankings. Hell yeah, man. Back to back, blowing out L.A. teams, bro. We smoking that L.A. pack. Yes, sir. Smoking Paul George and Anthony Davis tears all <laughs> night long. Fucking bitch ass pussies. Oh, all right. Let's get into the recap. The Ravens. Speaking of the Ravens, uh, blown, obliterated. Not obliterated. Twelve Damn points shit. to the Dolphins. I mean, come on. That that you might as well call it a blowout. It might as well be a blowout. Twelve points to the Dolphins. Can we truly even consider this team a Super Bowl contender? Like, can we? The AFC is shaky as it is, and we got more AFC teams to break down just because that fucking conference is whack as shit. But, like, let's talk about the Ravens. Brett, we'll go ahead and kick it off with you. Is this team a Super Bowl contender? I, I When I saw this question on the script, I love it because I feel like, um, you know, there's so many ways that – so many ways that people – you know, yes and no, and you can each have uh, your your points to defend it. But um, – I think if you're a playoff team, you're you're automatically a contender because, you know, it's not like basketball or baseball. It's not a seven game series like, you know, if you just get into the playoffs as a low seed, you can find yourself a game away from the Super Bowl. And, you know, by then a lot of things have changed. So are they a contender? Yes, I think it's fair to say they are a contender, Um, maybe not the best contender in the AFC. But um, when you see a performance like they had against Miami. And when you've seen how they have gone out in the playoffs the last two years, it's like the same. It's like they can't get over those teams that can lock them up man to man across the board and contain Lamar. And like when I think about when the Titans beat them, um, even early on when uh, I think that his first playoff game was. That's the Chargers. The uh, Chargers. Yeah. And. I every time I see the Ravens get beat bad or where they just look shut down, I feel like I'm watching the same game. And mm-hmm. for Miami to do that to them, um, I almost, you know, like if they do go down in the playoffs, which I think that, you know, it's more than likely they're going to lose in the playoffs and win the whole thing. I just kind of see it looking like that Miami game. So until I can maybe see some teams try to do that and Lamar, you know, win that way against some tough teams or in the playoffs. Um, I don't think they're the best. I wouldn't consider them the best contender, but definitely a playoff team and definitely going to have a chance. I like that. I like that. Justin, what's your opinion? So I'm, I'm going to just start off. Um, 
So I got Lamar Jackson in fantasy. I got the Ravens defense. I had uh, Justin Tucker starting. So they kind of like 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 the week started off very bad last Thursday. I was I was I was very upset. But like Brett said, I think I think they are contenders. Um, it's fair to call them contenders, and. I could see them getting to the playoffs, but I do think in the long run, those injuries are going to catch up to them. And I also think the way that they try to play football, I don't think they have a choice, but you can't just keep putting everything on Lamar and expecting him to be Superman. Like, he, like you're going you're gonna to drop games like that. So I'm not um, – I, I, I was surprised Thursday that they lost to the uh, Dolphins, but um, it only take like, – just like Brett said, it only take one game. I mean, if, as long as you can get to the playoffs, it, it only take one game. So, but in the long run, I do think that those injuries are going to catch up to them. But um, yeah, they are con contenders, though. Exactly, exactly. That's really kind of the reason I put this question in here is exactly what I was looking for. You guys both know that I'm the head, in my opinion. Um, yeah, you're a fucking contender. Like we all, I'm Brett remembers this better than anybody. You know, wasn't Green Bay the sixth seed back in 2010? And they won, like, the last four games or something to get into. Yeah, it was crazy. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And they went on to win a Super Bowl. Any team who – I'm bad. What about the uh, Giants that year? Yeah, the yep. Giants. The Giants, man. They, they've done it twice now. They've done that twice in over the last two decades. They did it in 07 and in 2011. They were wild card teams in both. And that's just the thing. You get into the playoffs, you're a Super Bowl contender. You can win a Super Bowl. It's not. It, it's unlikely that I think the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. I agree with you guys both on that. Uh, like Brett said, it's like I'm just watching the same old shit with them. And uh, honestly, I feel like, you know, if they don't go on a serious playoff run this year, I could see Harbaugh being fired, you know, kind of sick of the shit mentality. Mm. Like, you know, he's getting them there, but he's not winning. And uh, he hasn't done that since 2013. He, you know, he's been pretty solid at getting them there. He just hasn't been winning playoff games. And it's been a long time, you know. It's been eight years, Harbaugh. So, yeah, I agree with you guys both. Uh, and that's exactly what I was looking for. It was kind of like, you know, a little trick question. Let's see how these boys answer this one. Uh, and you guys, you both killed that on the head. Let's stick with the, the very shaky AFC. The Patriots absolutely blank, blanked the Browns. I mean, it was a fucking massacre going on baker's beat up no obj everyone was talking about fucking our savior baker it was it was all always obj it was always obj and then bam 45 7 here come the pats down go the browns um it's a very shaky afc this year we've all i've said that numerous times now can the patriots keep this kind of play up and shock some teams come january justin i'll kick it off with you um, yes, yes, they absolutely can. Um, Bill Belichick, I feel like he just pretty much exposed Baker. I mean, you got a, a beat up, like you said, you got a, you got a beat up quarterback. You got no running backs. I mean, he going to take advantage of that. And he always gives himself enough pieces to take advantage of situations like that. Like I said, they always got a solid O-line, nice defense. Um, Mac Jones is playing much better than I think anybody expected him to. So, I mean, yeah, basically, Bill, I feel like he just took advantage of the Cleveland Browns, and they are definitely sneaky um, 
a sneaky, you know, playoff team. They can definitely um I don't believe that they're gonna win a division, but I mean you gotta you can't just ignore them. They they got a nice system, they got a great head coach, they got a great young quarterback, and they putting it together. So yeah. B Money, I know you're a big B, B Bill B guy. You agree or disagree? Yeah, I like this question as well. Um you know, I think I think it's still up in the air. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Um, they The last two games of the year, they have the Jaguars and Dolphins, which are games that they should win. But I think uh, the most important game that they have, and I mean, you know what, you can say this for any team, but it's, it's this week. And they're playing the Atlanta Falcons. Um, they just whopped the Browns, as you said. But if they can't beat a team like the Falcons – you know, after riding this high right now where everyone's talking about the Patriots again and Mac Jones, then I think I, I don't have faith in them at all. But if they can really put put it to the Falcons on Thursday and get to seven and four and, you know, kind of keep that noise going right after one of the biggest wins of their season, um, other than maybe beating the Chargers by three early on, which was huge then, yeah, I'm all on the Patriots train, and uh, I think they're for real. They do have the Bills two more times as well. So um, I know last week I talked about how you can write it off for the, the Bills to win it all. But, you know, I think, you know, any any given Sunday, and if they can um, win some games and get to that point with the Bills, you know, they're going to – the odds will be stacked against them, but that will be their time to really solidify if they're – one of the serious teams in the AFC, but, you know, I think they still have uh, some more to prove. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys on this as well. Um, I like the point you made, Brett, about the Falcons. You know, they got the Falcons this week. The Falcons just got their asses stomped by the Cowboys and the Patriots just stomped the Browns. Patriots are riding that high. Falcons are feeling that low where the Falcons need to dig deep, find something, you know, turn these games around. And it's just like the perfect story. It's the perfect story where the Falcons can just upset the Patriots after riding that high. So I think you nailed it on the head where you say, you know, if they want to be a sneaky team come January, a playoff team that, you know, teams should worry about, worry about the Falcons right now. Show the league that you can stop the Falcons. Right. And, um, you know, this is – it might just seem like, oh, you know, middle of the pack Patriots, uh, not very good Falcons team. But um, I think that there's there's no – there's no doubt in my mind that there's guys on the Falcons, uh, especially Matt Ryan, that are thinking about, you know, the Super Bowl game mm -hmm. that happened a while back. So I think, you know, there's a little bit of that fire there, and I expect it to be a good game. But, yeah, totally right. Yeah, I am looking forward to the Thursday night game. You know, the Falcons offense has been working in some standpoints this year. Uh, they've kind of been, you know, somewhat of a fun team to watch. I'm sure they'd be more fun if they had Calvin Ridley. But I agree. Um, another thing about the Browns, though, like I feel like we got to talk about the Browns at least a little bit here. I saw I saw a tweet the other day. I thought it was just beautiful. Baker Mayfield is the next Jay Cutler. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. You know, he's going to come out there and he's going to sling three cutties and 300 yards on your head. And then next thing you know, he's going to get fucking stomped 47 to or 45 to seven. And I kind of agree with it. If you look at it, he's got all the mechanics. He's got all the tools. Yep. It's just he can't click. And I've been listening to Brown's radio, shockingly, because I just have to hear their things on Baker. And they're worried about Baker. They are, as they should be. Sure um, 
And I just, I just see Jay Cutler in him a little bit. I see, I'm, I'm starting to see it now. I'm, I'm picking up the pieces where, you know, I've, you know, I, I, I had seven years with Jay Cutler. I know what it's like, and that's kind of what I'm seeing. That's a great comparison. I've, I've, I've never even thought about that. I think that's, that's a great comparison. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he like a, a Jay Cutler. Like you can see the mechanics. You can see like, okay, yeah, he's he an NFL quarterback, but. And it's just like color was just never consistent. And Baker, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I still can't figure out what happened with him and OBJ. Maybe just they. I guess I'm, I'm assuming it's just he's not a, that kind of a quarterback. He don't, he didn't know how to really get him the football. But I just, I don't, I don't know. He's very. I don't feel like he can put the team on his back and just take them to a Super Bowl. I feel like it is very possible to win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield, but. I feel like you need everything to be right. And I kind of thought Cleveland had that team already. You know, I thought they had the defense in order, the two running backs. So, I mean, we'll see. But, I, yeah, I, I, I believe you can win the Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield. I will say one thing, though. Jay Cutler got his stars the ball. Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey and Matt Forte all eight with Jay Cutler. So, all eight. And that's – you got to remember, this is Lovey Smith, Mark Trussman era. And they were eating. Like, I love Kevin Stefanski. Like, OBJ should have been eaten in Cleveland. Like, there's no doubt about that. I don't know what the issue was. He's gone now. It don't matter. But OBJ should have been eaten in Cleveland. I'll, give, was Cutler also, I'll give Cutler that. Yeah. There was also a, a run first uh, football team. So, true. maybe that has something to do with it, too. So, who knows? That is very true. Brett, what do you think about Baker and the Browns? Baker and the Browns. I'll I'll start off by saying I don't really like the uh, Cutler Baker comparison. I don't. Um, but I mean, as I said last week, you know I don't really like comparing quarterbacks too much. But um, I think you know the Browns are sitting at five and five. But um, I think we should pump pump the brakes a little bit, not on Baker Mayfield, but on the Browns as a whole. Oh yeah. Um, because when we think about it. Um, you know, when I think about their best players, at least offensively, it's Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You know, you can you can argue, you can say Baker or Odell, but it's it's in the old line. You know, they're very good. But Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and them getting blown out in New England against the Patriots. Um, they didn't have Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. So, you know, I, I think uh, I'm not saying that that's that's why they lost by 38 points, but. You know, when, when you're missing your top two guys, the energy around is just different, you know. You don't you don't yeah. every player doesn't have as much confidence because they know how they normally win games, them guys aren't there. They're playing a team that shows up prepared every week in the Patriots and they didn't they must have not had their energy right and they got smacked. So this week they're playing the Lions. Um, I expect them to win that. They're gonna be right at six and five, and then they got a lot of division games coming up. So they can they can really throw themselves into the playoff mix, um, but I think it's going to require them to be healthy. Uh, they it, they need Nick Chubb and they need Kareem Hunt to do it, and maybe them guys maybe they can get away with them guys being not there this week and beat the Lions and go to six and five. But when they're six and five, they've got the Ravens twice, the uh, Bengals, the Steelers, the Packers, and the Raiders. So it's it's going to be a tough road for them. I don't expect them to come out to the playoffs, but I think it's way too early to just say, oh, get blown out by 38. They're done. They didn't they didn't have their guys. So are they um, I think the, it's a little bit understandable. Are they the 2019 Bears or what? 
Um, the 2019 Bears. Coming off that 2018 season. Uh, I mean, like I said, you know how I am with comparisons. Like you and your comparisons, not, you know, motherfucker. But, but you know, mate, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, all right, all right. And then uh, Taylor Heineke gets his revenge. That's the last of the recaps here. Uh, seventh seed is wide open. I saw the craziest shit ever yesterday on Twitter. Every single one or what, seven through 15 is it within one game of the wild card per loss category. So with the losses, you know, there's some teams who have the buys who have played more games. They're three and six. You know, other teams are uh, five and five. But so they're still within one game with the loss category, which is crazy, except for the Lions. The Lions are the only team in the NFC that's not within one game technically of the playoffs, which is crazy. They they just lost Chase Young, but they were kind of clicking defensively. First time we've truly kind of seen them really click this year. And I think that's kind of been like the most disappointing thing about Washington this season is I personally thought they, they could have been a wild card team. I mean, that defense was clicking. They have a lot of young studs. And I really thought that Ryan Fitzpatrick was just going to come out here, slang the rock to Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin, and they can find themselves in the seventh spot. Now Taylor, Taylor Heineke's in there, and he's pretty much doing what Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick does. I mean, that dude slings the rock. He takes his chances. You know, I think that the seventh seed's wide open. Do you guys see any chance that we can see Washington sneak into that seventh spot? Who wants to kick it off? I don't know. I'm, fe- I'm, I'm feeling juicy. I'm feeling I'll juicy. Um, no. <laughs> they Like you said, they just lost Chase Young. No. Ain't no way in hell Washington is going to get that seventh spot. Um, I got my picks for that. I, you want to say that for later? Are we going to do like a – um, or can I like get my picks now? What you want to – I will save it for later. We'll save it for later. Okay. Yeah. So Washington. Um. No. Long story short. Yeah. They they just lost their best defensive player, and um, I got a few other teams. I think are in uh, better positions to take the seventh seed. Okay. Okay. I, I see. Look, I agree with you. I agree with you there. I do think that you know with the seventh seed being wide, I don't think it's going to be the Panthers. You know, they got Cam back. I don't think it's going to be the Panthers. Personally, I believe it's going to be Minnesota. I think Minnesota is personally a much better team than Carolina, than Washington. And the Saints are, you know, they're slipping now, even though they're playing really still good football with good teams right now with Trevor Simeon. Um, yeah, I just, I just can't see them coming over top of Minnesota or Carolina. Um, that's just my opinion. But it would be awesome to see Taylor Heineke get back in the playoffs and back-to-back seasons. Just my just my two cents. Brett, Washington football team, seven seed. No way in hell will they get to the playoffs, dude. Um, what, when looking at teams, like when we were talking about the frauds and stuff uh, last week, um, wh- one thing I like to look at was other teams that had the same record, you know, and like think because they're they're all in the same position, you know, record wise. And that's what matters when it comes down to the top seven teams. It's who has the best record. So they're at three and six right now. There's so many other teams that are in a better position than them, let alone from, I mean, when I think of the Washington football team, there's obviously some other guys you could say like, like Terry Mc, I think of the Ohio state guys, man, Terry McLaurin and Chase Young, and they just lost one of them. So 
I if even if they were sitting at four and five, I'd still have them not making it. Um, there's the other two teams, as I was saying, that are sitting at three and six. The Seahawks, who are only sitting at, I mean, they got embarrassed last week, you know, but um, they're sitting at three and six. And the only reason because of that is because Russ was out for so many weeks. So Seahawks at three and six are in a way better position than Washington is at three and six, besides the tough division that they're in, um, which not they're not going to win it. But, you know, they still have some division games left. And the Bears are three and six which I hate to say it, but I like the Bears at three and six better than the football team at three and six with them losing Chase Young without a doubt. So, um, yeah. And and the Bears have – I mean, how long has Mack and Eddie Jackson been out? Like, Mack's missed, missed two straight games. Uh, Eddie Jackson got hurt on the first play against his 49ers, so pretty much two games So, you know, the, the Bears, these other – these other three and six teams are getting their top players back and the the Washington football team is losing a top player. Um, so I think that just go, that just says enough. And we ain't even talk about the four and five and five and four teams. So they have no way in hell of making the playoffs this year. Woo! I love it. Shutting them down, shutting down riverboat round. You know, Cause I, I agree with you guys. You know, I think there's much better teams out there. I even like the Eagles more. The Eagles, honestly, you know, I was talking about them as a bottom five team this year. I was, I was talking guarantee, lock them up for a top five pick, fucking lock it away and throw it out the door. And they're not going to be a top five pick this year. I mean, there's a lot of football left. There could be, but I was bashing the fuck out of Philly early on this year, bashing their heads. in. You know, I was all over their asses. I didn't like shit about their offense. I didn't. I don't like Miles Sanders. He hasn't gotten his fair shake with Nick Sirianni, but I didn't like him. I don't like their receiving core. Their defense has, you know, been stepping up this year, but I didn't like their defense. I was talking like, damn, you know, it's going to be them and the Lions fighting for the one spot. I was shitting on them fools. But, you know, I even like them more than the Washington football team. So I'll give you that. Completely agree. Let's hop into our halfway awards. We did it at the quarter of the season. You know, this was about five weeks ago. I think we did it week four. I wanted to give it an extra week. I wanted to give it that extra juice, that extra juice. I was going to do it last week, but I'm giving it that extra juice this week. Halfway awards. Let's kick it off with Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, I know who we all had week four, and I don't know if our opinions have changed since then. Justin, I want to hear yours first. So I'm going to still go with Jamar Chase. Um, clearly the best rookie receiver this year. I just felt like he got it locked up. Actually, I think it's close. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say the other guy for y'all because I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure one of y'all going to pick um, who I'm thinking of. But, uh, yeah, I think Jamar Chase, man. I, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this being a um, – a, well, actually, I was going to say – I was thinking of the MVP. Yeah, I got Jamar Chase. I, I got Jamar Chase. I'm a, I'm I'll, agree. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. He's on pace for nearly 1,600 yards. He's on pace for 13 touchdowns. I mean, he's like we see, a, a year later, he's on pace to beat Justin Jefferson's rookie record. Like, that's nuts. And uh, I think, you know, maybe some of us are kind of eating the words a little bit. I've already admitted to being completely wrong, you know, about the whole situation. I said I like Jamar Chase coming out the draft. But I thought that their franchise would be idiotic to not take Penny Sewell. And it's only year one. Penny Sewell has completely flipped it around. His first four weeks, he struggled a lot. He gave up like four sacks. But he was also facing some big dogs in them first four weeks. 
Uh, you look at it now, he hasn't even allowed a pressure in like the last like six games. The kid's getting his footing and Penn High School is a dog. And I just thought that was the best thing moving forward for Cincinnati. I already like their wide receiver staff. I like their core already. So I thought Penn High School was the move. And now look, at they get Jamar Chase, bam, 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns is what he's on pace for. Is he going to get that? You know, you never know. But that's what he's on pace for. He's nuts. Uh, the Viking can't, fans can cry all they want about how it's a quarterback award. It's not going to be a quarterback award this year. It's going to go to fucking Jamar Chase. It's going to be a receiver award this year. And it's just going to it's going to piss him off even more. Uh, B-Money, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I think um, right now, yeah, Jamar Chase is just playing lights out. I did not expect him to uh, play this well, especially taking a year off of football. But um, I think, you know, it'd be unfair to not mention two guys' names because it is the halfway Agreed. point. But, but you know, um, I feel like maybe the last six weeks, like, might matter than more than the first – you know, the first like eight or something. There's I a agree. little bit of recency bias there and I'm um, towards the end, but you know, Mac Jones is playing real well. That's what um, I was thinking. Nothing, nothing like no crazy numbers. And I know some people say that wins aren't a quarterback stat, but I mean, nobody really had this Patriots team doing anything. And I know we talked about that. They still have to prove themselves, but you know, if they do and he continues to play well, like he did, um, you know, I, I think he's definitely in the mix. And then my, you know, I think he's definitely under this next guy is under Jamar chase, but he's my favorite rookie in this class. And I got him in one of the dynasty leagues and it's Najee Harris. Um, that run def that run offense for Pittsburgh was just so terrible last year. I'm pretty sure their uh, rush offense. What ranks 32 and Najee Harris is just coming in there, putting up hundred yard games. And that, that guy just looks like a beast. I, I saw him at the senior bowl this last year. He wasn't really practicing, but when I saw him, I just knew he was going to be an animal in the NFL. He had like, he's huge one. He's like six, six, one, six, two. And his legs just look like Maurice Jones drew, bro. He had them big old tree trunks. The trunks. This dude's about to be running folks over. I just knew it right there. So I really like Najee Harris, but um, yeah, I mean, Jamar chase, I think he's, He's up front right now. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with you. I mean, I was looking at Mac Jones numbers and obviously they could either go up or they could go down. It's, you know, they, you, you can get all these projections you want. It's all a matter about how they play the second half of the season. You know, Jamar Chase could finish with damn near fucking, you know, only like 1,200 yards, you know, and only like nine touchdowns. It's all projections. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I, I mean, I could be wrong again because I was wrong about him before, but Jamar Chase is not going to do – what he did in the second half of the season that he did in the first half of the season. And I'd put, put some money on it. If anyone wants to disagree. No. You fucks on your money, man. Always trying to make that quick buck. I love it. I fucking love it. Uh, yeah. But I, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Like uh, I remember when Justin Jefferson was drafted and Viking fans were kind of talking about uh, how he's like, you know, replacing digs, you know, he's going to be just as good. And I was like, dude, like, when have we ever seen a fucking receiver get a thousand yards in their rookie season? Right. And I think me and Brett might have actually been talking about this too. Like, like, yeah, no, this, it was like AJ Brown and like the last one before that was like Randy Moss. Like, I was just yeah, or like, like, yeah, and Quan no, Holden, like, oh, four. Yeah, I was like, dude, there's no way these guys are doing that. And then these last couple guys just been 
coming and out it's the just, gate hot. And man. it just goes to show you, like, that's just the way the league is moving. Like, obviously, you know, Jalen Rager isn't doing stuff like that. You know, CeeDee Lamb was a dog last year. But, like, just a, such a heavy passing league. And if a dude likes a guy, they're going to hit that guy. And um, it's just honestly a little crazy to see, you know, r- rookie receivers putting up numbers like this. It's, yeah, I think CD, CD would have put up – CD would have put up those similar numbers too last year, I think, if Dak didn't get hurt. I, I, yeah. I think maybe not as yeah. good as Jefferson, sure. but, I mean, mm-hmm. 1,200, 1,250 for sure. I think if – I, I said that, though, in my opinion, you know, if you put any other receiver that was drafted in that class in Minnesota's position where Justin Jefferson is, I said C.D. Lamb, in my opinion, I think would be the only one who would have been able to do what Justin Jefferson is did in, you know, what Minnesota. I like Judy still. I do like Judy. Um, but I just feel like it's clear cut, you know, that uh, Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb are different animals than the rest of that receiving class. Let's get into defensive player – or not defensive rookie year, my bad. Uh, Brett, we'll kick it off with you since Justin started last. Defensive rookie of the year. Uh, we talked about this guy a little bit before the show, but uh, that's Micah Parsons. In the draft, he was listed, I think, as the, the top defensive player um, coming out. And I remember when one of the top pass rushers for the Cowboys went down, they moved him down to D-end. And I was really paying attention to him that game because I was like, man, you don't really see this too much. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard of it, you know, them moving like a middle linebacker to defensive end because it's going to make them better. And that guy was all over the place. Um, I don't know what his stat line's looking like, but I know he's he he's a force in the Cowboys defense. And uh, honorable mention for defensive player of the year. And I don't really know. I, haven't, I don't really uh, know too much too many of the rookies on the defense that are standing out besides Micah Parsons, because, you know, I don't think they get as much recognition and love by the media. Um, But Eric Stokes, Green Bay, that's a little bias, but Jair went down early in the season. And as we saw last week, Green Bay's defense shut out the Seahawks 17 to zero. And he's been, he's been taking on the, uh, the lead cornerback duties along with, uh, you know, some other guys stepping up like Rasul Douglas and, the safeties, but Stokes has looked really good. And um, I think he deserves his name to be mentioned there, especially for all the hate Green Bay caught for taking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's got to be Parsons. He's just, he's doing it all. Six sacks. Um, he's got that 4-2 speed. I mean, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. Why, why wouldn't you line him up at edge? Now that you're looking at it at first, it seemed a little wild. Like, oh, wow. No, we got to middle linebacker playing the edge, but I mean, look at it. He's got four, two speed. What offensive lineman is going to want to work with that shit? Like that shit is difficult. Six sacks. Um, he's 13th in the NFL right now in sacks tied with a lot of guys. Uh, but the thing is, he's got more tackles than every other person that's got more sacks than him. You know, he's a linebacker. He's quick. He's doing it all. Uh, yeah. I got to rock with Michael Parsons. He's playing good, but I agree. You know, there is some good DBs out there. Um, Sertain, Stokes, both playing really good ball. Greg Newsom's playing good ball. Uh, and I think that uh, if uh, J.C. Horn wasn't hurt, he'd be dominating in Carolina. And we'd be arguably talking about him right now as well. Uh, Justin, who you got for defensive rookie of the year? Yeah, um, obvious choice. Yeah, Mike, uh, Michael Parsons. It's not close. Um, uh, you love a good, like, hybrid kind of guy. I feel like Michael Parsons is – I feel like his his expectations are 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 better than this guy I'm gonna mention, um, Isaiah Simmons, last year. 
for uh, Arizona. They couldn't, they just couldn't really figure out, I guess, where to put him. But I feel like Michael Parsons is what we expected him to be. I got that you can kind of move all over the uh, defense, but yeah, you know, like you said, that four-two speed, um, he can easily get to the quarterback. Uh, big playmaker, completely changed the dynamic of um, Dallas's defense this past year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, the obvious choice is uh, Michael Parsons. So, I agree. Yeah, and I think like. I, I think it'd be kind of cool if we start seeing like more and more players like this. And I think we're going to like the Isaiah Simmons, Michael Parsons uh, players are just getting more and more athletic every year. Um, and Michael Parsons, honestly, it kind of reminds me of, you know, this is just a personal opinion, but Brian Urlacher. He reminds me so much of Brian Urlacher. Obviously he's a little bit faster than Brian Urlacher is now, but back then, you know, Brian Urlacher was running insane speed coming out of college as a safety like, and there's a reason that, you know, Brian Urlacher's in the Hall of Fame. That man could cover insanely. His ball skills were insane. I mean, I don't know how many one-handed, insane athletic grabs we've seen Brian Urlacher make over the years. He was before his time, for sure. Way before his time. Just a player like that was insane. Uh, he had sideline to sideline speed. And I'm, I'm hoping that we see more guys like this, like Isaiah Simmons, a guy who could rush the passer, play in coverage, play all over the field and kind of just create this new position of, you know, play wherever the fuck you, we need you right here, right now. And it's kind of cool to see a guy who can cover, a guy who can rush the passer, um, defend the run. It's badass. And I think that's just, you know, what every team should be looking at is getting that next Michael Parsons. And I think that's a big reason why I think he's going to be walking away with defensive rookie of the year. Uh, Let's get into defensive player of the year. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you guys mine first. I know you guys both had different ones than me. We talked about this before the show. I'm going to go out and just say Miles Garrett. 13 sacks. He's on pace for 22. The record is 22 and a half. I had Michael Garrett or Michael uh, Miles Garrett. <laughs> Michael Garrett. I had Michael Garrett. Uh, I had Miles Garrett before the season. I had him back in March. I've been having this dude for a while, so I'm just going to stick with him. You know, he's on pace for 22 sacks. Not many guys have done that in the NFL. Uh, and he's just a dominant force. And, you know, and those are some of the weeks that he's been missing Jadavion Clowney on the other side as well. You know, there's been a couple games where Jadavion's had to sit. And uh, we know that, I think, in my opinion, um, you guys might agree, agree with me on this, might disagree with me on this. If Jadavion Clowney is there, we could see that number even much more higher. Uh, so I'm rocking with Miles Garrett. Brett, who you got? This is probably, um, I think he was maybe the most unexpected player to be in this position uh, at this point. But I'm going with Trevon Diggs. Yeah. A Dallas cornerback. Um, I think he's got like eight interceptions right now. Yep. And dude's just balling. He's definitely huge key to uh, the Cowboys defense. I know a lot of the Cowboys players have – already gone out and said he's the best corner in the league. And um, I think that his inter- his eight interceptions is definitely uh, something that can support that. Um, not, not that I agree, but, you know, he's balling out right now. He's definitely got the best, best season going as a DB. And uh, if this dude can intercept a couple more passes, I don't see how you couldn't give it to anybody else or how I don't see how you could give it to anybody else. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I understand. Like, I get that point. And he's on pace to break the record. 
Like, it's insane. I don't know. Like, I feel like if you just look at the rest of his coverage stats, though, like, he's given up big gains. But at the end of the day, turnovers are what matters. You know, if you can get the ball back, that's huge. And he's been phenomenal at doing that. So uh, I do think it's going to be a battle between those two and TJ Watt, who's got 12 and a half through eight games right on Miles Garrett's ass. Um, if you put that in a 17 game, you know, projection uh, average, he's obviously breaking the NFL sack record right there. Uh, I just, I just think, you know, with the rest of the year playing out, um, I don't know. I'm rocking with Miles. I like my boy. I've liked him ever since he came out. Uh, and I just think that he's going to get it this year. But I think Trevon Diggs is a good pick. You know, Justin, is that who you got as well? Yes, it is. Um, for all the reasons that Burch said, he's actually not too bad in coverage. And I was, I was, I was kind of on the fence too because I was thinking like it is definitely between right now um, Diggs and Miles Garrett. But I mean. Like you said, he gave up some big plays, but he also he a DB. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Maybe one DB who don't get burned from time to time, except for Deion Sanders. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know that's expectable. He ain't too bad in coverage, and just I mean, a phenomenal step up from what we saw last year. Very unexpected, but like you said, turnovers is what matters. If you getting turnovers, if I know, and I don't expect him to get an interception for every game. But like Brett said, if he can get a couple more turnovers, I mean, you got this prolific offense on the other side of the ball. If you can just keep giving them more opportunities to win, you know what I mean? That's I'll take that over the sex. I mean, and like I say, he ain't too bad in coverage either. I don't think he's the best DB in the league. I still give it to Jalen Ramsey. But I mean, if I know for sure that most most likely nine times out of ten, you can give me one turnover a game and I got this offense that 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 Dallas has. That's that's almost unmatched. So he's definitely uh, the defensive player of the year for me right now. Yeah, I feel like the thing is, like you guys are talking about, you know, he's going to get it. Interceptions automatically is, you know, phenomenal, especially in the time that he's done it. Like that's that's fucking amazing. It is. I mean, I remember Kyle Fuller in 2018 tied with Xavier Howard and Demonte Kazi for most interceptions. And I was only with seven. Like, and I was like, damn, that's a good amount. Xavier Howard last year had 10. And I was like, damn, that's a lot. The record's 14, which he is on pace to break. And uh, I think if he breaks that record, there's no questions asked. It's probably going to be Trevon Diggs. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think if he, you know, he only finishes with 10 or 11 and Garrett can get close to that sack record, like he's on pace for, I think they're just going to go give it to Garrett. If you look at the last, if you look at, you know, the repetition over the last few years, other than Stephon Gilmore, it's been pass rushers. It's been guys who get to the quarterback. And I think that's just going to be the trend. And uh, I think it's going to be Garrett. And then at, at, we'll get the offensive player of the year. We'll do coach of the year and the MVP. But there is some some cool shit I want to talk about um, after we go through this. Let's go into offensive player of the year. And I'll let you kick it off, Justin. Offensive player of the year. Um, this is definitely Derrick Henry's award. But, um, I mean, obviously he's injured, so he's not going to win it. I'm, I'm going to give it to Cooper Cup from L.A. This should have been Derrick Henry's award, but, I'm a, yeah, I think Cooper Cup in L.A. is having, a, obviously, a great season. Um, he's on pace to break uh, Calvin Johnson's receiving record. And, I mean, you know, he's just having a phenomenal season. With the addition of Odell, I don't know how much that's going to change. Um, hopefully he can keep putting up big numbers. And I, I – I do think it's going to change, though, because I think defenses are starting to hone in on 
they pretty much know what uh McVay wants to do. I mean, he's pretty much the only target that uh well his his main target. So I think they're gonna have to change it up a little bit and probably get the ball into um Odell's hands more. So we'll see how that plays out. But for sure it's Cooper Cup who's having um the best season out of all receivers. Yeah. I agree with you. I think it's going to be Cooper Cup. I mean, he's on pace for damn near 2,000 yards and 17 touchdowns. I don't know how you could hand it to anyone else. I mean, the dude's just a machine right now. I mean, he is just racking up numbers, and he can't be stopped. And it's it's about time, you know. Um, you know, he's kind of been a very underlooked receiver, like, his whole career. You know, no one's really considered him in the cream of the crops. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I don't know. Uh, even when the Rams are losing, that dude's still putting up numbers, like – you can say like, yeah, like, you know, they're going to have to start uh, changing things up. Uh, you know, teams are going to start keying in on it, but we're like nine games into it. You know, teams should have been keying up on it already. It's just a fact of, can they stop this man? And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But uh, at the end of the year, I think Cooper Cup's going to be walking away with this award. B money. Yeah. I had Cooper Cup down as well. Um, I was looking at some stats. He's blowing the catches and yards out of the water. And um, it just made me think back to Michael Thomas when Michael Thomas had that big year and blew up the receiving uh, categories. So yeah, I'd say Cooper cup, but um, when I think of uh, offensive player of the year, it has a pretty good correlation to like the best fantasy player. I think, mm-hmm. you know, non quarterback and yeah, right now that's Cooper Cup, but um, I think we should keep your eyes on Jonathan Taylor as well. He's having a really good year, and yeah. if he has a stronger back half than he did front half, then he could definitely uh, get a lot closer to Cup. Yeah, I like that pick as well. Um, I think, you know, Jonathan Taylor is obviously probably going to be a pro bowler this year as well, and it's okay. nice. You know, it's a dynasty piece. It's a dynasty piece. You know, he's going to be my fucking running back for a long time here. And I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I also agree with what Justin said, though. You know, if Derrick Henry was in this, I mean, that man was on pace to for 2K again. Like, it would have been tough to get uh, not give it to a 2,000-yard rusher. Um, and then uh, there is one thing I want to talk about. We got through those guys. That's all I really meant. The, dude, the fucking records that could potentially be broken this year are nuts. I mean, this might be one of the most record-breaking seasons we've ever seen in our lives. And it just shows you how wild of an NFL it's been. Cooper Cup on pace to beat Megatron. You would have fucking told me that Cooper Cup was the receiver on pace to beat Megatron's yards at the beginning of the season. I would have said, bro, I'm taking you to get some help. The crack you're smoking is too loud right now. Like that, like you wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to believe that. Miles Garrett is, you know, he definitely could get that sack record. Um, Jamar Chase is on pace to beat uh, uh, Justin Jefferson's rookie record just a year after it happening. I'm pretty sure Tom Brady is still maybe on pace to beat uh, Peyton Manning's or passing yards record. Uh, just so many records being broken. And I think, I think that's just so badass. Like we're watching potential history, uh, maybe one of the most historic years in NFL history. There's you know? an extra game though. It is. There is. And there is. I, I do want to defend Calvin Johnson real quick, like Cooper cup. He his season's nothing like Calvin Johnson's. Like I agree. I mean, I agree. You know what? They do have the same quarterback, which is pretty interesting. I just realized that. If you think That's about badass. that, Stafford, yeah, Stafford. That's badass. I didn't I didn't realize that, but um, yeah, I was I was gonna use Stafford in this argument to defend him. So I guess Stafford was on both. But you know, he's got the 
Cup's got the perfect storm to do this. You know, he gets a brand new quarterback who can throw the ball. He's in Sean McVay offense. It's the first season with an extra game. So he's getting the first first opportunity to break these records. So, you know, I think it's the perfect storm and he's balling out. But, man, if Calvin Johnson was where Cooper Cup was right now, he'd probably have like 2,500 yards. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Megatron was a different beast. And I'm not trying to say that Cup is Megatron by any means, because we all know. He's right, not. right. Oh, yeah. Megatron's Megatron. Like, he's fucking unstoppable. Um, and it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, I was watching a documentary on baseball. You know, we're, we talk about all the sports here on the Pineal Perspective, um, about when they switched it from one, I think it was 142 or 152, to uh, 162 games and someone uh, beat the Babe Ruth single season home run record. Then they were just shitting on that fool. Like they were like, he's, he's not even close to Babe Ruth. Like just, you know, disrespecting the fuck out of him. Yeah. What did he do? (laughs) Like it ain't his fault. Like, like he didn't, you know, extend the season, you know, he just broke a record and, you know, they were, they were, bouncing on my mans and I feel like that's kind of what it's going to come down to I will give uh, give Jamar Chase this though Jamar Chase is on pace to beat that record in 16 games so I'll give him that that's what I was going to say a lot of these records have also like that that's the case for like a lot of these records though we're like I know for sure the uh Derrick Henry won the Russian record and I think they said about the Cooper Cup thing too but these records are also like about to be broken even without that that, that 17th game, and I don't know how long, you know, it's going to be 17 games for a season, but these are the kind of things that get lost in history. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'll see where they ended up with the 16 games, but if we get 20 more years of 17-game seasons, you know, people going to look back and they're going to – let's say that the records are broken by the 16 game. People going to kind of diminish it because they're going to be like, man, like, it was 17 games. Like, but you, you get what I'm what I'm what I'm No, saying. yeah, yeah. Like you know, over time, over time. Definitely no need some asterisks, man. We definitely they definitely need to put some asterisks in there. Yeah, like I, it just get lost in time that you know this is a big deal. Like like it, it, they didn't they didn't used to get uh 17 games, it used to be 16. Like they they really broke like it's actually more than what it is, you know. What no, I'm saying? yeah, and I'm right. sure that there was there when they went from 14 games to 14 games to 16 right, games. Right, I'm right. sure that was going on, but we, our whole lives, it was 16 games. So we didn't exactly. get a fuck. It was just whoever hold the records. So there's going to be some asterisks to this. And, you know, there, I, I mean, there's no stopping the 17 game season. This is going to be how it is probably the rest of our lives. I think Shoot, we might get 18. That's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be 18 before the, before I think like how long 16 games lasted. I don't even think 17 comes close to that. You know, I think, you know, we get 10 years with 17 and it's going to be 18 right on, right on the gates. Um, The NFL is just looking to make more money. The more money, the better. And uh, that's how it's going to go probably. Uh, And like I said, like, you know, 40 years down the road, we're not even like, people aren't even talking about it. They're going to say, holy shit, Cooper Cup's the all-time leading receiving yard holder. Like, that's cool. I wonder when that record's going to get broken. And, you know, yep. then they add that 18th game and damn, it gets broken. And then you got another, you're just in a time lapse. We're in a right. time lapse. All right, let's run through these uh, last two awards real quick. Coach of the year. Uh, I'll start this one off. Bill Belichick. Mm. 
Bill B, you know, everyone talks about him as the GOAT, which in my opinion, he easily is. Uh, you give him, you know, a year off of winning games and the dude gets pissed off. Uh, like we all said, I don't think many of us had the Patriots doing much this year. And uh, you see him come in with a rookie quarterback and uh, win football games against some good teams along the way, too. Uh, I think it's got to be Bill Belichick. And uh, I, I feel like, you know, there's a chance that they won't give it to him just because they know of his greatness. Like, there's probably so many years that, you know, Bill Belichick could have won Coach of the Year, and he didn't. Just like there's so many years that Michael Jordan should have won MVP, and he didn't because they were probably like, damn, we're just so sick of giving this motherfucker the award. Or like, you know, we already know he's great. Why does he need another MVP? It should go to someone else who also is great. Uh, but I think it's going to be Bill Belichick. You know, I think that the league's going to have to, you know, realize what he's doing with what he's got, winning games against good teams. I'm rocking with Bill B. B money. Um, I do like I do like Belichick. Um, I'm not going to give him coach of the year, but I'll give Bill GM of the year. I do like that. He turned that team around in the Mac Jones pick. So I'm going to give him GM of the year. But my coach of the year is from the Bill Belichick tree, not coaching tree, but he's a player, and that's Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Everyone, everyone writ the Titans. I feel like they writ the Titans off. I mean, kind of forgot about them going into this year. I Maybe it's just me. I just feel like that they were just not respected. And um, they lost Derrick Henry. And I believe they're 2-0 and since losing Derrick Henry. One of them wins, including smacking the Rams. And they're sitting at 8-2 and right now. And on top of that um, – you know, last year their offense, they had a real they had a good offense. Uh AJ Brown was really good. Tannehill was really good. Of course, Derrick Henry. And their offensive coordinator went and became a head coach. So they got a new offensive coordinator in there. Um, the Titans are eight and two. And I don't think anyone would have predicted them to go two and oh after Derrick Henry got hurt and be eight and two right now. So I'm going with Mike Vrabel. I like that pick a lot. I think it's really going to come down to those two, in my opinion. Uh, I think when this, when we did the, we did these at week four, I think I had Brandon Staley. I loved what he was doing in LA. Uh, things are kind of slipping over there. But, um, so I don't think it's going to be Brandon Staley anymore. But uh, Justin, let's hear yours. Yeah, um, Brett, stay out of my head. Um, this is, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you hit it right on the head. I mean, Right, Vrabel, Vrabel for for all the reasons you you pretty much said. Also, that defense stepping up. I mean, for him to be a defensive minded head coach and to see the turnaround that they made. I mean, I was very shocked. And then obviously, you know, you got your your main your your offense basically going down with Derrick Henry, your main uh you know weapon. So I mean, just yeah, pretty much hit it on the head. But yeah, Vrabel. Okay, I think that's a fair pick, and I love the pick. I'd love to see Vrabel walk away with it. I love Vrabel. You know, I think he's got that energy over there. Um, it's just, you know, they got good things going on in Tennessee. And I was one of those doubters. You know, I, I, I kind of wrote I, – I thought the Colts were going to be walking away with the division this year. And especially after Derrick Henry went down, I think a famous quote from Will G is, Titans are sunk, book the Colts. And, you know, they're 8-2. and two. Yeah, uh, and they're 8-2, and two and they have the Texans, Jaguars, Dolphins – and the Texans again. So, I mean, I think it's fair to say that they're at least going to have 12 wins. Oh, 100%. And that hurts me because I have a big bet line on the Colts winning the division. But, you know, it comes and goes. That's how it rides, baby. 
That's how it rides. Uh, you guys can't see this right now. I wish you could. Brett White is in the most uh, hideous, hideous getup I've ever seen in my life. You know, he's rocking the Rogers jersey and he's got the the cheese cowboy hat on. He's got the cheese mug with Good the water, God, and he's got the pa- two Packer flags in the background. And it brings <laughs> us to our next topic: Who is the best team in the NFC and why? And I think that we should just let the dude who prepared for this question the most uh, go ahead and get his pick in. Money. All right, I'm going to hit you with, with some things right here. i tell you this. Green Bay gets blown out 38-3 to week one. Zadarius Smith barely plays any games. Jair Alexander has missed more than half of the games up to uh, let's 10 games in. Aaron Rodgers misses a game. And not the game we lost, thirty-eight to three. Where would where would you have the Packers right now? I'd probably say maybe five and four if you told me all that stuff. But the reality of reality of it is they're eight and two right now, have the best division in the NFC, maybe NFL tied for the NFL. And if we had Rodgers for the game he missed, I have no doubt in my mind saying they would have won that game. The defense is playing lights out right now. We haven't seen the best of the Packers offense. And I think that you can't, there's no argue. You can't say that the Packers aren't the best team in the NFC. Like, you know, there, there's some other teams, but it's they're They're playing so well right now. I think it's, it's really hard to say anybody, but the Packers. Brett has the biggest smile I've ever seen on this man's face right now when he's talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I honestly have to agree with you. I just I, – I don't know where I could – like, I, I do think it's very top-heavy. And I think it's going to be so insanely hard for any of these teams to walk away with the Super Bowl this year just because of how stacked the NFC truly is. Like, some of these guys are going to have to, you know, whoever – like, they're going to have to beat really good teams to make it to the Super Bowl. So I really don't know if I can lock anyone in and say, yeah, I think that's the team that's winning the Super Bowl because of how, you know, stacked the NFC is at the top this year. Um, but I feel like it's hard to argue with Brett and the Packers here. You know, they're missing one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Zy- or, um, yeah, Zyre is one of the best pass rushers in the league. Or is it Darius? What the f- I'm smoking one right now. Uh, but Jair is one of the best corners, you know, Zadarius is one of the best pass rushers in the league, and they've been playing without both of them. And their defense is, you know, finally kicking it in. You know, Kevin King isn't looking like a bum anymore. He is looking like a solid cornerback now. Um, and the rest of their secondary is stepping up. And, uh, I mean, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers here. That's At the end of the day, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. That's all that needs to be said is the name Aaron Rodgers, and that's it right there. So I don't know how – you can't put the Packers in there right now, but I do want to give some love and respect to another team. And that's the Cowboys. Um, I personally did not see the Cowboys here at all. That's just me. Um, but I mean, offensively, they've got a great offensive line, a really good receiving core. Ezekiel Elliott's still a top running back in the NFL. Dak Prescott's a top quarterback in the NFL. And their defense, you know, they got playmakers on the defensive side of the ball and they're stepping up. And you've seen that they went on the road with Cooper or Cooper Rush and beat the Vikings, who are a solid team in the NFL right now. Go into Minnesota, a tough place, place to play, and win it with your backup quarterback. 
You know, I'm like that dude is a third string quarterback on a lot of rosters right now. You know, he's a fourth string quarterback in Chicago. Think about that. And he goes on the road, beats Minnesota. Uh, and, you know, yeah, they had that game against Denver. But, I mean, it was Dak's first game back. There, we've talked about it many times about how some the top teams just, you know, have that game where they just get kicked in the mouth. We talked about it, you know, with Tennessee. We've talked about it with Buffalo. Um, we just talked about it with Green Bay. First, it just happened to come first week of the season where they got the, their fucking dicks knocked in the dirt. Like, all those teams have it. And I think that, you know, the Cowboys can pick up some heat here towards the end of the season. Um, I don't think that there's any reason why they can't also be playing in the Super Bowl. I do want to say, you know what, they we're sitting at like the same record right now. But Green Bay is Dallas's daddy. And we've always been their daddy. And the reality of it is, is playoff football is cold weather football. And if you have to come to Lambeau and have A.J. Dillon running downhill at you and one buckle leather strap Aaron Rodgers across the line of scrimmage from you, we know what's going to happen. So, you know, you can throw them up there with Green Bay. But when we're talking about the rest of the season that we have to play, and I mean, we know that uh, AT&T Stadium or Dallas Stadium, that's Rogers. That's his favorite stadium outside of Lambeau. He's he's gone out and said that before. So I mean, he's won the Super Bowl there. He's got his some of this he's made in that stadium. So go there, it's gonna happen. They want to come up here. It's gonna happen. I, I'm not They're saying they won't. Right now. I'm not saying it won't. I'm not saying I agree with you. I said it's hard to pick against the Packers right now, but I just needed to give some love to the Cowboys, who I also hate. I don't like either of these teams. I oh, fucking sure. hate both of them. The Packers were my pick as the best team in the NFC right now. Justin, who you rolling with? Yeah, I hate to say it. Um, it's undoubtedly Green Bay. I mean, um, you can't, you can't, um, can't go against pretty much what you've seen. Um, I don't think it could be the Cardinals right now. Obviously, they're missing Kyler Murray, so um, Cardinals are out for the moment. You have the um, excuse me, y'all, Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. I don't, I don't feel that. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. Are you good? The Zoom meetings that happens. Yeah, my bad. No, um, no you're good. Yeah, so Tampa Bay, my my bad, threw me off. Um, Tampa Bay, uh, Tom Brady. I, I mean that they had the loss to the Saints. They went on a bye week. They come back. They lose to the um, uh, Washington. I, I, that was just an embarrassing performance by their defense. So at the moment, and then they also missing you know Gronk and they missing uh, AB. So Bucks right now they got to figure it out. They're not on the up and up right now. Um, you gave some love to Dallas. I think that's the closest you can say. My only thing with Dallas is they got a, a light schedule. I mean, their whole division is pretty much as Washington ain't doing nothing. Uh, Philly is okay, but I feel like Dallas is better. And then, you know, we, the Giants, come on, man. So, I mean, their whole division is as they have some, and not to say that they're not a good team because, I mean, you can obviously see that they playing defense. They got the quarterback, you know, but I'm just not, I don't, I need to see them go up against more, um, you know, playoff ready teams to really crown them. But uh yes, it's Green Bay. Oh, and then the Rams, you know, they got they teeth kicked in um in, in prime time. So that was embarrassing. They got the ball ran down their throat. So I mean can't say the Rams either. I think when it's all said and done, I'm gonna go with the Rams because I think the Rams that's my Super Bowl pick. 
But uh, at the moment, Green Bay looks the most uh, ready. Yeah, I feel like if you told me that any of these teams walked away with the Super Bowl at the end of the year, um, Cowboys I would be kind of shocked with, you know, because I really didn't have them high. And the Cardinals, I guess I could say the same. I didn't have them high either. But if you told me that the Packers, Rams, or Bucks walked away with the Lombardi Trophy in their hands at the end of the season, I, I'd fully believe it. Like, And I still think that all three of those teams can. How many times have we doubted Tom Brady before? And how many times have we paid the price for that? just happens yeah it's just yeah and i mean i did get all i did get all jacked up about green bay but the reality of it is i wish that um next week was the playoffs you know Uh, i think we talked about it before it's all about who's hot at the right time and you know it's good to be hot right now because you're just setting yourself up for a good spot in the playoffs but i mean if you do what if you do what the steelers did last year and just kind of just Shit the got, got the way, yeah, through the end of the season. It that momentum just rolled with them into the playoffs. So mm-hmm. it's you know, the Rams and the Bucks, those teams have definitely taken some L's recently that have kept them out of this conversation. I mean, Justin talked about them a little bit, but you can't give them that award um after those last few performances. But I mean, they can they can be definitely the hottest and best team in the NFC come playoff time. Exactly. Let's hop into week 11. Uh, Some of the big games that I think we should be looking out for this week. My game to watch is Cowboys Chiefs. You know, I think it's, you know, put your balls on the line, Andy Reid season. Now, same with Mahomes. You know, you want to still be talked about as one of the best teams in the league, go out there and prove it against the Cowboys. Um, They're riding high, just stomped a new asshole in Vegas last week. So, you know, they're riding pretty juicy right now. Uh, so if you still want to get that respect that you've lost over the last few weeks in the NFL, um, go out there and, you know, hang with one of the best teams in the NFC right now is what I'd say. Uh, I just think it's going to be a good game. The fact that it's not Sunday night football kind of pisses me off. Uh, but, uh, Brett, we'll let you kick it off first. Cowboys chiefs. How you feeling? Yeah, I really like that game. Um, and as we just talked about, uh, you mentioned the Cowboys and the Packers being the two best teams in the NFC. You know, they did beat an Aaron Rodgers list Green Bay team, but if the Chiefs can come in here and beat the Cowboys, that's they knocked off two of the top NFC teams and they're sitting at seven and four. So I think that'll be huge for them if they can do it. And um, as as Justin said, I believe maybe it was one of you said that you know the Cowboys schedule is just not there. They have a really weak schedule. So for them to come and beat this Chiefs team who, you know, the record doesn't show who I really think they are, but Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, they've got players over there. So if the Cowboys can come in and beat the Chiefs, you know, where's this game at? Is it in Dallas or? No, I think it's in Kansas City, I believe. So yeah, especially if they can come on the road and beat the Chiefs, you know, I think it's, I think this is a game where, you know, who's for real and who's not. And I mean, it could be a really close game and both teams can be for real, but um, you know, whoever comes out on top of this game is definitely going to be riding a wave. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, looking at the chief schedule right now, talk about perfect time to get hot. You go, you get the giants at home, Packers at home, you're on the road for Oakland. And then you get three straight games. You get the Cowboys, Broncos, and Raiders all at home again. We're talking five of their last six games have been at home. Talk about perfect time to get hot, get your back, get yourself back up in the standings. So, oh yeah, and um, and I mean, 
it's nothing that I mean, being a football player, I'm sure it's different at the NFL level. But if you're just rolling and you get home game after home game after home game, there's just something different about the energy, man. Like you just oh, 100%. the fans and you're just like you're in the same place three weeks in a row. Like you said, that's just a good time to get hot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the, today, this is the week to do it. You know, division win, ride high on that. Uh I think that the Chiefs can walk away with this game easily. Another game that I want to talk about is uh, Bengals Raiders. Two teams who, you know, uh, have kind of, you know, they were both one and two. And both actually both of them were in first place of the AFC at one point. Um, I think that this is kind of like, you know, a statement game. If either of these teams want to be in the playoffs, this is the game you got to win. And I feel like whoever doesn't win this game is going to go the opposite for them. These are two teams that are probably going to be riding on that last couple wild card spots available. Um, there's three now. Um, and I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of teams who are going to be fighting for it. Uh, Bengals Raiders, Justin, how do you feel like this one's going to be playing out? Bengals Raiders. Um, I believe the Bengals come back and they, they get a W. I think that Joe Burrow, I believe he gonna, this is going to be a, a, a nice game for Jamar Chase. Um, I think he continues with the rookie campaign that he's having. Um, very, very important game for the Raiders because that division is so close and they just lost one on the Chiefs. Um, I actually had them winning that game. I think I still think it could have went either way. I just think it was it just, just went the Chiefs' way um, as far as that game. But, yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, Burrow, he, he's a nice, solid quarterback. He's still getting better. And, um, you know, he already got that chemistry with, with Chase. So I think that that continues. Got to also note he got the most um, NOs so far this year with 11. So um, that's something to note. Um, he's also, I guess, like, I think a big reason that is is because he's slinging the ball. You know, he, he well, he threw three of them against um, the Bears. So side note, so I'm throwing it in there. But uh, yeah, I mean, long story short, pretty much, he, I, I feel like him and Jamar Chase got great chemistry, and um, I expect them to beat the Raiders. But this is a very important game for the Raiders. Okay, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, I guess I'll say I don't know how bye weeks play out for the Bengals. Uh, being a Chicago Bears fan, you know that bye weeks aren't your shit. They're not your shit at all. You come off the bye week, you get two weeks break, and you. Just collapse. You just collapse. We've we've very famous for collapsing right after the bye week. I think you know. I don't know if we've won after the bye week since after 2015. Honestly, like I don't think we have. Like we're just bad at bye weeks. So you're coming in to the Raiders Stadium where they just got their asses handed to them. They're pissed off, uh, and the Bengals, you know, they're riding on this break. Maybe come out, you know. Still need to get their feet wet a little bit after sitting for a while. I'm rolling with the Raiders at home. Just got your teeth kicked in by a division opponent. They're going to be pissed off. Um, and I think the Bengals are going to come out a little slow. I'm rolling with the Raiders. That's just my opinion. I like that. I like that. Um, you know what? I think I, I was really defending the Raiders a couple of weeks ago. And maybe, maybe you guys will know what I'm talking about. There's this little gambling game where, like, you can put in money. And like, it'll like multiply and like ride and go all the way up. And if you don't like get out of it too quick, you'll literally lose all your money. And it'll just, it'll just like, looks like a trending lineup and then just boom, fall off. That's what I think about the Raiders right now. Like when they got their new head coach, 
you know, interim head coaches, like they have a chance to like flip the whole culture around, like, you know, get the energy going high. It seemed like that's what they had, but then I think it was after their bye week losing to the giants. You know, I just think that was their boom, their real fall off a real like uh, game that set in for them and then going to the chiefs and get playing the chiefs and getting blown out. You know, they're sitting at five and four, um, haven't had too many things go their way this year um, as far as, you know, just little things in games and, you know, even as we know up to uh, situations with their players and stuff. So um, I think the Bengals, uh, they haven't, they're coming off a bye week, right? You said? Yeah. Yeah. They're coming off a bye week. Um, they lost their last two games before that. So it's been, it's been about a month since the Bengals have got a win. Um, and I know Joe, Joe Burrow and that guy, he's just like a, he, he, it seems to me like when, you know, if, if he's like, he's a guy to just get real angry, like with, with losing like that, he's just not comfortable with it. So I think the Bengals, you know, I, they were the number one team in the AFC, I believe when they were sitting at five and two at one point. They were, they were both them and, and the Raiders now, at one point were number one. Yeah. In the AFC. So, so now they're sitting at five and four, you know, their divisions competitive, just, just like the uh, AFC West. I'm looking at it. There's about the same records across the board. But, uh, yeah, I think the Bengals are going to come in here and, and win the game for sure. I think it's a 50-50 game, but personally, you know, I think this is maybe just a game I'd stick away from at the end of the day. But, uh, you know, when it comes to betting. But, yeah, I think it could go either way. I just, you know, something about them bye weeks, man. Something about them bye weeks. They just get you. feel like it does more bad than good sometimes because – I've had situations where the Bears are hot and they're rolling and then, bam, bye week and you come out. like Just like the Raiders, perfect example. Raiders were rolling. Bam, smack in the face with the bye week. Now you come out and you're dropping two in a row. That's just sometimes how the cookie crumbles. Uh, last game I want to talk about is the Cheeseheads versus the Vikings. You know, uh, Vikings have been solid. They have. You know, they've been hanging with some good teams, losing to some bad teams, just kind of how their season's been going. Uh, and then the Packers are the best team in the NFC. We'll let the Packer fan discuss it. Be money. Yeah, the Vikings, you know, I'm going to be honest. They're they're always a scary team to play. Um, went one and one with them last year. The Vikings are very good. Uh, I don't think that their record shows how good of a team they are. Um, they've just really fallen apart when they needed to stay together the most, you know, in those games. Um, probably, I know uh, one of the boys sent in a wild stat that I would never imagine I'd see, and that's the Vikings have led every single game seven to zero this year, which is ridiculous to be four and five and to lead every game they played by seven. But um, yeah, this is a really good game. Um, I think if Green Bay can win this game, it solidifies them winning the division. I mean, some people might oh, already 100%. have that, but you know, being being a fan, like I just, I I really want them to win this game. Um, I believe it's in Minnesota as well. To uh, for me to solidify that division and the hundred dollars JB will owe me, but um, yeah, I, I really like this game, but I'm rolling with the Packers. For obvious reasons. Yeah, I'll probably roll with the Packers as well. I just think that your guys are just and too damn good. Too damn good. I did I did call it last week. I, I said when 
when Zimmer's seat gets hot, there's there's no other team I'd like bet on with the hot seat to win. And the Vikings pulled it out. Oh, I pick, I told you last week. I just I seems like every time I pick them, they lose. But last week it didn't go that way. I had them over the Chargers and they won. So maybe I gotta stay. I gotta switch it up a little bit. Uh, Justin, how you feel about Packers Vikings? Yeah, is this game in Lambeau or um, it's in Minnesota? It's in Minnesota. Yeah, okay. M and T Bank, or I think it's called. Something. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with the Packers as well. I feel uh, both teams played pretty decent D last week. And I just feel, I mean, I wasn't too impressed with uh, Rodgers' stats, obviously. Um, he, I think he had close to 300 yards, no touchdowns, um, one interception, right? But I feel like you're not going to get two um, performances like that out of Aaron Rodgers. And my one thing with Minnesota is like Brett said, it's a, they got a good roster and their record just do not justify how good the roster actually is, but they don't finish games. And you got to finish games, man. Like um, they just don't finish games. So I'm 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 a bank on that. If it come down to it, them not finishing the game, I'm gonna believe what I see. And I don't think Rogers gonna give me two games without a touchdown. So I'm a, I, I think he's gonna have a pretty nice. And then it's a division rival too. So um more motivation to win and uh yeah so we'll see what happens but uh definitely definitely uh they locked the division up with this win i believe as well yeah i agree i agree i just think uh yeah packers are just too damn good there's a reason we talked about them as the best team in the nfc you know i'm sure that there's some viking fans out there that think they're, they're gonna beat you guys this weekend and i'm not saying they can't it's a division game they're home things can go uh certain ways but i'm not going to green bay let's go ahead and get our pickums in uh, we'll start off to with tonight's tonight's game, uh, Patriots Falcons. Uh, I'm rocking with the rock. I'm rocking. I'm rocking with the hot hand of Bill B. Uh, that's who I'm rolling with. B money. Who you got? I'll take the Patriots. Mac Jones under 250 passing yards. Justin. Yep. Pets. Um, Atlanta. It's, it's Atlanta. They. I'm a bottom three defense in the league. I'm a yeah, high hand. Bill Belichick. I agree. Uh, Bears, Ravens. Uh, Ravens are coming off the top L. Bears are coming off the bye. Bears are never good off the bye. I don't care if they're home or not. Uh, I'm rocking with the Baltimore Ravens. You said Bill Ravens? The Ravens over the Bears, yes. Oh, the Bears. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with the Ravens, too. Ravens. Uh, Colts, Bills. I love this matchup. Uh, I think that the Colts can hang with them a little bit, but I'm rocking with my AFC title winners this year, Buffalo Bills. Bills. Yeah, Bills had that bad that bad loss against um, Jacksonville. Uh, they snapped this past week. They're going to keep it rolling. Bills. Agreed. Uh, Lions, Browns. Uh, let's see if the Lions can get some momentum off of that tie they had. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I think I'm rolling with the Browns this one. Browns. Browns, absolutely. That game was I, I that game was crazy. Did y'all watch that game? Yeah, that uh, game was drunk. Steelers, Lions. I'm like, I'm like, both of y'all deserve to lose. Like that was together a freaking Pinewood perspective parlay because we've picked all the same teams right now. We got we gotta switch it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Four games in a uh, row. We all got the dude. 
That's not a good. That's not good. Normally, I mean, everyone Monday night, everyone picked the Rams. Watch what happened. I mean, we might we might have a bad week the way this is looking. I'll switch it up for you guys right now. Washington uh, versus Carolina. Give me the Washington football team. Ron Revere is going to beat his old team, getting that revenge game in Carolina too. I'm gonna stay consistent. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Panthers. <laughs> I'm rolling with Cam. Cam, my boy. I loved every moment of the I'm back. So, you know, I'm gonna stick with Cam Newton. And ain't this perfect how this lined up the very next week? He gets to go, he get a full week of, you know, reps with with the first team and practicing. And then he gets to go against his old head coach. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna take Cam. Yeah, I'm rolling with the Panthers here as well. Um, although I do think, you know, this isn't like the games that we just went over, you know. Um, I think, I think that, you know, there's a clear case to pick the Redskins here. This, this is going to be a good game, you know, um, well, I'm sorry, Cam I'm sorry. Newton's coming back, the who, football who, who team, the football team. Oh, yeah, oh the, the football, football team. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll always say that. I swear. Um, but yeah, I'm wrong with the Panthers too. I think, uh, you know, CMC's back. Um, I'm hoping they get DJ Moore a little bit more involved. Um, Cam Newton. And yeah, this this could be the Panthers. What are they sitting at? Like about four and five right now, or five and five? Five and five. So this would be huge for them, playoff implication wise. I got the Panthers. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a good game actually. But I said I'm sticking with it. I told you I was gonna switch it up. I'm rocking with Washington, uh, Texans, Titans, divisional matchup. But uh, not really. I'm rolling with the Titans. Titans. Titans gonna smash Houston. Uh, 49ers, Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars have been playing some good football. They knocked off the Bills. They had a real barn burner with the Colts, honestly. It was a good game, really. Uh, I got to watch a lot of that. Um, but the 49ers are riding high. This would be perfect for Kyle Shanahan to get that at last nail in the coffin. Bam. Like, he's probably done after this year. But I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I'm rocking with the 49ers. Niners as well. Yeah, they there was that talk of uh... – Kyle Shanahan, hot seat, and I think he put that to bed just with last week's win. And I yeah. expect them to get another big win this week. Absolutely. Same for him. Uh, Dolphins, Jets, uh, battle for the bottom. Um, I probably am going to rock with, I don't know, Joe Flacco's back, baby. It's Flacco season in New York. Can they do it? I don't think they're going to. I think it's going to be the Dolphins. I'm rocking with the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, I'm rocking with the Dolphins. They're sitting at three and seven. But they've won their last two games, and that defense has been phenomenal. I know fantasy-wise, they put up back-to-back 20-point weeks, which is huge for a fantasy defense. Um, I expect them to, you know, pick right up, pick right where, pick up right where they left off the last two weeks, and I see them moving to four and seven this week. Dolphins. Okay, Saints Eagles. Uh, I think this is going to be a phenomenal game uh the eagles have been you know playing solid football all year long uh and the saints have uh, no Jameis winston so you know they're kind of riding a little low here but i think the saints bounce back and i'm rolling with new orleans on the road in philadelphia yeah i'll agree this is a game that the saints need to win if uh you know if they want to um prove to to be in the mix, I guess you could say. But, yeah, they need – this is a must-win game for them against the Eagles. And, um, you know, I know you talked about the Eagles earlier as maybe, you know, sliding in the playoff picture late, uh, definitely being in the hunt. So, um, if they can if they can win this game, you know, this this uh, this is like 
those games we were talking about earlier, you know, maybe not between uh, as good of teams as we were discussing, but this is a, I see this being a really good game and one to watch, but I'm taking, with that being said, I'm going to take the saints. Yeah. I'm going to go saints. Um, Sean Payton and that defense, you know, at this point, I think it's a, a race for the seven seed. So I think they still got some fire left in them. Still want to try to be competitive saints. Uh, Cardinals Seahawks. We got two amazing games last year between the Cardinals and the Seahawks on prime time. Uh, they got the 325 game, so it'll be a nationally televised game, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Kyler Murray's back. Russell Wilson just got his dick knocked in the dirt by Green Bay. He's going to be coming with some vengeance. We know that uh, Russell Wilson's one of those guys that gets really pissed off when it comes to losing. So I think this is going to be a good game. Uh, they're in Seattle, one of the toughest places to play, but I think, you know, Kyler Murray coming back is going to give that Cardinals team a spark and, uh, they're going to be rocking there and I'm rocking with the Cardinals. I, you know, I, I, are we assuming that Kyler Murray and D hop are back? Kyler Murray's practicing. Is he, what about D hop? Don't know. Don't know. Okay. Let me call up. I just can't. All right. All right, get back to me. But no, um, I just can't see Russell Wilson getting embarrassed like he did last week and taking another loss. So I'm rolling with the Seahawks. I like that pick a lot. I think it's going to be a good game. I like that a lot, though. Justin, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Cardinals. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about D-Hop returning. Uh, yeah, they're still up in the air. Obviously, I think he's going to be a game-time decision. But in the event that he even does return, I still don't think he's going to be coming off a hamstring. So I don't think he's going to be too explosive anyway. But I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm still rock with the Cardinals. I think uh, Kyle Murray can get it done. Okay, we got the Sunday night football game, Steelers-Chargers. Not really the ideal game that I'm looking for. Uh, I think it's going to be the Chargers. You know, I think they're going to bounce back here. Uh, they're at home, which it really doesn't matter. But uh, I'm just feeling some bad juju still rolling to the Steelers' way. You know, they they after that Monday night game, they just do some bad juju, and I think they're going to get it again here on Sunday night. I'm rocking with LA. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I hope they're an underdog because I'll have to throw them in a little parlay. But I just, you know, maybe it's like a little bias. I just really like the Steelers. But um, I also think back to the last time they played and it was a great game. I can't even remember who won that game, but it came down to a field goal. And I think it's fucking Bagley like, had like three field jumped goals off sides. Time. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the Chargers won that game. And yeah. you know, they said that the Steelers jumped off sides like two times, which is the second time it, he wasn't offside. So, you know, I'm hoping we get another crazy game like that, but uh, I'm rolling with the Steelers. Um, The AFC what is AFC West, that division, like I said, it's still up for grabs. So um, a lot of reason for the Chargers to come out and, and, and actually play. Uh, Steelers almost dropped their game against the Bears. They looked absolutely pathetic against Detroit. I don't feel like, like I said, either team wanted to win. Um, I think the Chargers come out with some fire and they have a convincing win. Impromptu. And then the Monday night game, little Monday night uh... – rematch from last year's game. I don't know if you guys remember that Bucks giants game last year on Monday night where Daniel Jones, I forgot it came down to like a two point conversion or something like that. Yeah. Winfield. I swear that was a Winfield PI, man. I swear. Oh yeah, it was. 
Uh, but I think this one's going to be way different. The Bucks just, uh, you know, they dropped a hard L to Washington. They're back at home. Back-to-back L's. Yeah, back-to-back L's. Bucks are back at home. I'm rocking with the Buccaneers over the Giants. Yeah, I'm rolling with the Bucks as well. Yeah, Bucks. I'm not picking the Giants ever, to, especially with Tom Brady. So, <laughs> Bucks. Ah, uh, the goddamn Giants. And the goddamn Jets, <laughs> New York, man, such a sad city. Uh, there's your picks for him, folks. You know, I think we were pretty much all pretty much damn near even across the board. We had a couple, uh, you know, 50-50s, but that's kind of what we like. You know, a little shit talking come next week to see uh, who was right and who was wrong. Uh, that's hey, gonna do, wrap we up. Have a, do we have the record from last week by chance? Uh, no, but I can get it for you. Okay, yeah, let's 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 get a little uh, record going for these two weeks. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. But yeah, like I was saying, that was that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of the Pinewood Perspective. Sixteen episodes, and you know, we're only halfway through the season, so we're just getting started. I'm OG, B White, Justin Matthews, and this is the Pinewood Perspective.